hate a storm, Hail Marys, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying. Vice. What's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls. We all lean once the coin guitars. Got the plan of action, never acting. Don't need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From three fours to four threes, we get it cracking. When the snap, call it saran, cause it's a wrap. We knock them out, they taking naps. We lit, we intercept the shit and run it back. Fuck it, we run it back. Beast mode's how we react. Once we attack, we laying flat. No coming back from that. Facts, facts. Help with the helmet, shoulder pad, the pad, get cracked. Till your mouthpiece spit out, you feeling that? Feeling that. Draw clinch business, step on the field, we on the realest. White boys in the village, and I ain't kidding, we really get it. Get it, get it. What up, what up? The Real Coach JB on this fine Friday, 14th of January, 2022. About to get this party cracking. Appreciate everybody on YouTube joining me on this fine uh, day before NFL, three-day NFL slate, Monday night NFL playoffs, a new thing. Shane Brockman, welcome to the Slapdick Podcast. I appreciate you being a member. YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, join today. Hit the bell notification so you know when I'm on. And uh, I'm trying to get on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I might turn this into a five-day work week. I'm just waiting to see on some things. Um, appreciate everybody. Manscaped.com, once again, sponsoring the Slap Dick podcast for today. Go use the promo code SLAPDICK and get you 20% off, plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Go make sure that uh, you join the other 4 million men that are shaving their balls on the daily basis. Manscaped.com. Tell them Slapdick himself sent you. Use the promo code Slapdick. Get you 20% off. BetOnline is also a proud sponsor of the Slapdick podcast. So make sure you go to BetOnline.ag and get you some, uh, some betting in this weekend. Uh, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all bet. Sports wagering uh, action for 2022, new year, and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. Get you 50% off on a welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and you'll get started. Basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Go check it out. Tell them JB sent you. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. And don't be a slapdick, man. A um, lot of good football this weekend, three days straight. Uh, title of this show, man, is Buyers or Seller. Are you a buyer or a seller? That's the title of this show, Buyers or Sellers. Um, find it anywhere a podcast is played. Spotify, iTunes, Apple, iHeart, you name it, you'll find a slapdick podcast. Um, buyers or Sellers, man, that's what we're going to break down today and uh, kind of discuss the difference uh, in the two. And... Uh, you know, maybe it'll enlighten some of you. Aaron Rodgers edged out Tom Brady today for a first-team quarterback. That probably means Brady will win MVP. See, that's just how it goes. People think that Rodgers has his shoe in now because he won first team. That's not how it goes. They usually give the first-team guy the, the thing because they know they're not going to give him the MVP. But 
I think Rodgers deserves it. Without him, I think Green Bay is probably not even a playoff team. Without Tom Brady, um, I believe Tampa wins a lot more games. They're probably a 500 team, maybe trying to get in the playoffs. But Green Bay definitely is not. So I just think the value is how important that guy is. I think Aaron Rodgers is just more important to that team right now. Um, we'll see. Green Bay's getting healthier. Uh, Tampa's hurting on D. I think Brady's going to have to score more points. Brady is turnover prone at times, trying to force things through some wideouts that he is not comfortable with, especially without um, Godwin and A.B. So Gronk and Brait and, uh, you know, Scotty Miller and, you know, because I'm sure Evans, Mike Evans is going to take some double teams and they're going to make them throw to other people. If Fournette's not back, um, it's going to be interesting, man, to see Tampa's road. I think I think they'll struggle with the Eagles early. I think they'll pull away from the Eagles, but I, I don't expect – I think the Eagles will play them tough. But, again, I don't believe Jalen Hurts is quite ready. Eagles haven't beat a playoff team all year long. 0-6, I believe. Um, Tampa's eight-and-a-half favorites. I bet you they win by ten or more. That's my prediction, but I'm always a slap dick on that shit, so who knows. Um, got the Bengals-Raiders. You got the Patriots-Bills again three weeks, you know, third time in six weeks, which is crazy to me. Uh, there's got to be another formula so these guys don't have to play each other in the first fucking round. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Same with the Rams-Cardinals. Why are they playing in the first fucking round? Like, it's unbelievable. I don't have a outlook on college football for 2022 because the portal has ruined it. I'm staying out of it. It's just a shit show. You never know who. You know, the Oregon starting running back entered the portal again today. Um, and then, I don't know if you saw USC's player, uh, receiver, uh, Brew. He entered the, the uh, portal for a third time. So he went to SC out of high school, transferred to Texas, transferred back to SC, and now he's leaving SC again after he got into trouble and got a case. So to me, it's like, well, got a new coach. I see the culture change here. I don't want to abide by any strict guidelines. I'm going to bounce. Easiest way, road less traveled. That's what all these dudes are doing. The Oregon running back enters the portal, pulls himself out after Dan Lanning hollers at him, the new head coach at Oregon, good friend of mine, good dude. Whole staff at Oregon, I know real well. Adrian Clem, shout out, just talked to him on the phone. He was just left the Pittsburgh Steelers as the O-line coach to go be the associate head coach at Oregon and the O-line coach. Um, I know the OC just got a million dollars. Youngest, One of the youngest OCs in the country. I think Charlie Weiss Jr. at Ole Miss is now the youngest. And then uh, my boy Dillingham, who's the OC at Oregon now, is now the second youngest. But um, you can't sit around and wait until the staff gets there in the spring and see how you like it. Like, these motherfuckers are so eager to get their dick sucked by everybody. I would just say, get the fuck out. I wouldn't want any of these motherfuckers. Anyone that enters the portal, please go. I'm not asking you one time or begging your motherfucking ass to stay into my program. See, they, they leave because Dan Lanning's a new coach, just won the natty as a D.C. at Georgia, knows what players look like. 
he knows the player that's leaving knows that this guy is about to bring in some dudes because he got a staff of go-getters. So Oregon's going to go out and get some dudes. Just watch. He also got a good friend, Taj Lupoy, who's a great recruiter, who was at Alabama, Cleveland Browns, Washington with Sark. Uh, he's been around. But, dog, you guys are about to see Oregon get some dudes and this coat and these players know it. So the players know it and they're entering the portal. Like, you already entered the portal. He talked you down and now you enter it again. See, that's what I'm telling you coaches out there. You young coaches, man. Stop sucking these dudes' dicks. Don't trust none of them. They will not. Dog, they'll steal your lunch money. Stop begging these motherfuckers because at the end of the day, you have no integrity. You begged this motherfucker, and guess what he did? He shitted on you. He's still leaving. He's still leaving. (laughs) Come on, man. I wish I would beg a motherfucker to stay and play. Bye. That's why you recruit, you over-recruit. That's why I've always over-recruited. Because it's power in numbers. Strength in numbers. Go get a million other motherfuckers. All I need is about 80 of you. A hundred, really. I like to have a hundred, man, because I like to redshirt a lot and develop them. But just think about it. Stop sucking these motherfuckers' dicks, man. Maybe they'll start growing some tough skin and this transfer portal will stop. But you know who I I blame more is the coaches that are taking the kids from the portal. You guys are the enablers. You're the motherfuckers that need to put the end to it by not taking them. If you all just said, you know what? We're not taking you. You need to stay at the school you're at. You'd have a lot less issues. You'd have a lot less of this transfer portal shit. And then you'd wonder why you wonder why betting is at an all time low right now because you, you can't you can't bet on these seventeen to twenty one year old motherfuckers because you don't know who's who and who's gonna show up that day and it's trickling into the NFL the same way. You got cats opting out and portal uh opting out of bowl games. Um it's just soft, man. Soft, 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 and, and we keep just enabling the shit. So, anyway, that's my little rant. But are you a buyer or a seller? Um, we, got too many buy- we got too many buyers, man. 99% of the world are buyers, just so we're clear. 1% are sellers. 1% of us are sellers, just so you know. And I'm going to break it down um, soon, but I got a bunch of shit, man. Um, <laughs> it, it blows my mind, the Oregon kid, the running back. Fucking soft, man. Soft. I just saw that again. I'm like, this motherfucker just entered the portal, got out of it because Dan Lanning talked him out, and now you're back in it. That just tells you, man, these motherfuckers... You want them on your team? The guys on in the portal recruiting this kid. You guys want this motherfucker on your team? That just further proves that how lazy coaching is at the four-year level. And what's what 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 makes them lazy in my opinion is they're only allotted a certain amount of scholarships. So each coach may get a few scholarships to go get. 
and you got to meet that quota if you're on a legit staff, if that's what I would make you do. But once you hit that quota, it's like, oh, well, we can't get no more. We're over numbers or whatever. We've hit our quota. But then so that that rule kind of hinders coaches in one regard. The other regard is we're lazy. We don't want to go turnover rocks and find no new blood. We want to take guys that are already fucking in a at a four year school. When to me, I think it's damaged goods. I don't want you. I want the fresh blood that I can mold. I don't want no fucking damaged good motherfucker. I don't give a fuck how good he is. You, it's one bad apple ruins a whole batch, man. I don't give a fuck how good he is, unless it's a scenario of a grad transfer, Jalen Hurts type of deal, which I still don't condone. By the way, just so we're clear, <laughs> Jalen Hurts was still going to the NFL. Just so we're clear, he didn't need to go to Oklahoma. Now, he got to go play there. He refused to compete versus Tua. Tua took his job, and he said, all right, I'm going to go play somewhere else. Because let's not, get, let's not get it twisted. That's fucking what happened. Tua came in in a bowl game, beat Georgia, and the rest is history. Jalen goes to Oklahoma. You don't think if Jalen got pulled, he would have stayed? He would have left? Come on, dog. Cats are getting soft. They don't want to compete. But anyway, you know, you get to Justin Fields, leaves Georgia because he got beat out. Just keep it 100. And quote of the day, by the way, I haven't given you the quote of the day. Um, Quote of the day is 99 is not enough. You guys need to figure out what that means. 99 ain't enough because I keep it 100. And all you motherfuckers out there and 99.9% of you think that 99 is enough. It ain't. 99 ain't enough. Because a lot of you motherfuckers say, I'll keep it 100 and I'll do this. But really, you're only 99. You keep it 99, dog. Because you you don't understand what 100 really, truly means. You all keep it 99. And you're all going to keep doing it. And you guys are going to keep staying at 99. Because you don't understand what the threshold really entails. You can't get over 99. You can't keep it 100 because you're scared of the truth. You're scared to hurt someone's feelings. You're scared to tell a kid the truth. Your mama and daddy is scared to keep it 100. So y'all keep it 99. You say just enough to keep them motherfuckers interested. When really you're telling them a lie and another lie and another motherfucking lie. And you're covering up. Over and over and over for your lies. So. See a lot of people point out. Well. Jalen Hurts benefited. Dog. Let's name the thousands of cats that didn't benefit. It's easy to name two or three cats. Jalen Hurts. Justin Fields. How how many other cats you want to name? There's only a handful of motherfuckers that have entered the portal and had success. How many times have you seen a big-name cat enter a portal and enter it again? Look at what's happened with the fucking Oklahoma two quarterbacks. Rattler and Caleb Williams have entered the motherfucker. Come on, dog. So... And the most successful dudes that have entered the portal, obviously, are quarterbacks who had success at the institution prior to transferring, right? Most of them are also grad transfers. Russell Wilson started it. Um, Russell Wilson started the thing. 
and he was a grad transfer. I don't believe he started it to intend to to create what's going on now. I think he left as a grad transfer. He had a new OC. He bounced. Um, I know you're not using Tate Martell Soto Man as an example of positivity. <laughs> that motherfucker's been to five schools and has yet to play. He's played meaningless minutes at Ohio State. He played meaningless minutes at Miami. He transferred again. Went to UNLV. Didn't play again. Like, come on, dog. Um, Tate Martell is just a, you know, dog. I mean, it's just, it's getting to be sickening. But the coaches in the portal, recruiting the kids in the portal should be ashamed. They're the ones that need to stop the portal. If you don't recruit them, then they can't go to you and they'll have to stay put. You know how many cats are in the portal right now with nowhere to go? Thousands. There's only 130 D1s, bro. <laughs> how many fucking kids you think they're taking? You think they're taking 10 kids per kid in the portal? You think each kid, school's taking 10 kids? No, they're not. They're taking one kid, if that. But we have thousands in the portal. And that goes for all sports. Women's softball, basketball, both men and women, soccer. There's a ton of motherfuckers in the portal from every sport. No, I would not recruit the portal if I was a four-year coach. Not one bit. I would not recruit the fucking portal. Um, man, Pat, uh, me and Pat are fine. Uh, people have been asking... I haven't been on the show because of the whole my stogie situation, my dog situation. I've had a bunch of issues with them. Uh, work looking to rehome them. Pat's busy as shit with some big guests that he's doing, so he's got things going on, and uh, we haven't fallen out or nothing. And plus, I've um, you know, hey, Pat paid me and took care of me, man, for fifteen weeks, and that was what our agreement was. And so, I'm sure I'll just go back on as a guest here and there. So it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a uh, shit, me, Pat and the boys are all good. AJ, we talk all the time. Um, Will Thompson, I just told you why I wouldn't recruit the portal. You didn't listen or what, dog? Come on. I'm not repeating fucking repeat delete around this motherfucker. Go rewind that motherfucker. Um, so I got a, I got a topic that I want to discuss though. Before I get into buyers and sellers, um, NFL black coaches, we have a problem. We all know, right? But I'm going to give you guys the real about it. And that's what a lot of people won't do. And I see a lot of black men coming out on s social media, on ESPN and different things. And they're just continually knocking the NFL and the owners well, we already know it's a good old boy. There's no black owners. So we already know that. I mean, what are we talking about? But anyway, don't be mad at the motherfucking owners. We already, you already knew they were good old boys. You guys play. A lot of you guys that are talking are ex-NFL players who played in the league already. You played in their league. That's their league, by the way. There's no black owners. What? One black GM? Like, until there's black owners, you're gonna not going to have black coaches, period. But I want to break it down a little deeper. 
these NFL franchises put in some guys. Put some black coaches in positions to fail. And instead of talking about you don't like how the NFL operates with black coaches, you need to talk about why are black coaches continuing to play the token? Don't be their token. How about you say, fuck you, motherfucker. See, the David Culley cat at the Houston Texans never been a head coach. Nobody wanted the job because of the Deshaun Watson situation. And Culley took it because he was on staff and understood the staff and understood the situation. And the players liked him. And he wasn't ready for that job as far as a head coach. And I don't believe he really wanted it. I believe he did a pretty damn good job for, for what he was thrown, what, he, what was thrown to him. But at the same time, let's be mad at the system and how they're, and, and let's be mad at our, our own selves. If you're a black man and you're pissed at these old white redneck fucks who continue to basically use brothers as tokens, how about we get mad at ourselves? How about we say, you know what, I'm not taking this token ass interview at, and be a part of this Rooney rule shit. Fuck the Rooney rule. <laughs> um, Fuck the Rooney rule. We already know the Rooney rules are slapping black coaches' face. So let's let's not take the token interview. I, I don't know if you've seen my interview with Marshall Falk, but Marshall broke it down. And we, me and Marshall broke it down. Why even take the interview? You already ha- We have agents, dog. Agents talk to these owners and GMs. They know he was. Marvin Lewis wasn't getting the job for the Cowboys. He took a token interview and guess what? The very next day, they named McCarthy the head coach. And you don't name a coach the very next day unless it's already preconceived, dog. You don't go through interview processes and then say, oh, by far, McCarthy was the best. He's hired. It takes days to evaluate per coach in an interview process. And you guys are fucking just blinded by ignorance out there the novice fan who continue to think that this process isn't already preconceived and decisions have already been made way before a fucking token interview to to meet a checkbox rooney rule and when the black coaches refuse to take the token interview i think it changes but I understand as a black coach how hard it must be to not take the interview and be get your name out there too. So see, I, I, to me, brothers are in a bad situation. But also, man, let's blame ourselves and the system for putting us into bad situations. Ruben Flores, Flores, in my opinion, got fucked. He has a better record than Bill Belichick in the last three years. And he he got fucked. He'll get another job, though. I think he'll be the Bears' new head coach um, any day now. But he got fucked because this is a soft cancel culture world we live in. These players are soft as baby shit. They don't want to be yelled at no more. They can't be yelled at, yet they make more money than they ever have. But you know... Cully was put in a horrible situation to fail. 
So I've seen all these cats come on social media pissed off at the NFL, and there's only one black coach right now, Mike Tomlin. The only black coach in the NFL right now is Mike Tomlin, just so we're clear. Which is, to me, a travesty. It's fucking crazy. You got Caldwell out there who's successful, who had a winning record at the Detroit fucking Lions. You fire him for a Belichick guy, Matt Patricia, because he's the sexy hire, because he's a Belichick guy. Well, I don't think Belichick guys are going to be hired anymore, because they're fucking horrible. And now they say Bill O'Brien's possibly going to be the next head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's the OC at Alabama right now, who shit the bed versus Georgia and the Natty. We're going to recycle that again. We're going to do the same fucking thing. We're going to hire a guy who basically depleted an organization, which is the Houston Texans. You basically got, you basically got rid of Hopkins, J.J. Watt, draft picks, lost capital, and got yourself fired. In a matter of two years. And early in his career, he had a decent decent career. I mean, decent uh, success rate leaving Penn State. But towards the end, he just proved his true colors and he was horrible. Um, I don't know, man. I think we need to start looking at ourselves and say, look, fuck these token interviews, dog. Until that happens, you're going to continue to get fucked and get put in positions to fail. David Cauley was put into a horrible position at the Texans. Nobody wanted that job, and he took it, and he was set up for failure. I'm surprised he got through the season. Flores got fucked, but he'll get another job. Cauley will get another job because one of the brothers, that's unfortunate this situation is, a brother hopefully... We'll get a job and hire Coley as a special teams guy. So maybe Flores will hire Coley. That's how it will work. Or Caldwell if he gets a gig. Um, I don't know. This is my take on it. Um, it's hard to it's hard to take that stand though because usually hard decisions are 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 are, are made by exceptional leaders. Um, sometimes leaders have to make harsh decisions that are going to be sacrificial in the long term of things. And that's just my take on it because these good old boy owners aren't even letting the Jay Z's of the world, the Dr. Dre's of the world, the Oprah Winfrey's of the world, the Michael Jordan's of the world, the billionaires that are black into an NFL meeting. They're not letting them in. People don't understand the difference in money. Beyonce and Jay Z, they're worth a billion. Rihanna's worth a billion. Okay. Oprah's worth a billion. Tiger Woods is worth a billion. They say Dr. Dre is worth a billion. Russell Simmons, I know, was worth a billion. I don't know now. He's on the run from raping little boys and shit. So you put those black folks together, and it's about $5 billion. Now, that's a shitload of money. Jerry Jones is worth $20 billion by himself. Bob Kraft is worth $15 billion by himself. Do you get my point? There is a total different amount of money, and that's why you will not get an interview. These black folks got to come together and put all their cheese together to get in the conversation to buy one team. These good old boys ain't letting them cats on the board. You have to, you have to get on the board first to even try to buy a team. And 
The Denver Broncos, if you haven't heard, are going to be up for sale. Who do you think is going to buy them? Another good old rich white boy. Come on, dog. We know the deal. Because they're already on the board somewhere, and that's how you buy an NFL franchise. They won't let brothers even in the conversation because you don't, they don't have enough cheese individually. They got to come together and get a whole bunch of cheese. And until that happens, you're just going to continue to have a lack of black coaches, GMs, hierarchy type of individuals that are going to be able to call shots. How many successful black agents do you see? Until LeBron made his boy Clutch Entertainment an agent, you didn't even really hear about no black agents. You got white boys even using black athletes for their own beneficial benefit. <laughs> so just telling you, man, Paco, what up? So anyway, that's my whole thing. Unless you stop taking these token interviews, you're going to continue to be fucked and put in positions to fail. Coley was put into a horrible position. In my opinion, he got fucked and, uh, it's kind of a shitty deal. Tomlin's the only black coach in the fucking league right now. And to me, he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's probably a top fucking three NFL coach right now. He's got the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fucking playoffs with this team. You can't even, I can't even express. To me, he's the coach of the year. See, a lot of people want to talk. I, and, and if I really have to break it down, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put everything in consideration. I think he's the second. He should, he should finish second in the coaching of the year. I think that uh, I think that Green Bay's head coach. Uh, I'm I'm missing. I'm losing a. Uh, I can't think of his name. He should be the head, he should be coach of the year for what they went through before the season, not knowing if Aaron Rodgers was going to be a part of the team or not. I think he's done a hell of a job for what they have. Um, really, they lost two games because they would have beat the Chiefs if Aaron Rodgers plays that game. So you got, you got two losses, really. The last game of the season didn't fucking matter. Um, I think he's coach of the year because of their fucking Matt LaFleur, Dominic. Appreciate it. LaFleur deserves it. I think Mike Tomlin should finish second, and I believe Vrabel should be third. That's my opinion. Vrabel's done a hell of a job. I get it. Um, I think... Uh, I, I think that... Um, Tomlin has done even a better job with that roster. No juju, no fuck. Big Ben's old as shit. O line's horrible. No real running game. Even though they they rely on on Najee a ton, but their O line is not as good as, not even close to being as good as Cleveland's O line, Philly's O line, the Colts O line, Tampa's O line. And to get them in the, into the get them in uh into the uh playoffs, shit. Unbelievable. Um No, I didn't forget Flores. We just talked about Flores. But Flores didn't make the playoffs, did he? Fuck boy. Land found. Did did Flores make the playoffs? You fucking idiot. The three coaches I just named made the playoffs. Are we giving out trophies now? Do you want to give out Flores a trophy because he didn't make the playoffs or because he's black or what? 
dumb motherfuckers. Shut up. Some motherfuckers just want to talk. I, I just talked about Flores for 20 minutes, you fucking idiot. Why don't you catch the beginning of the show? So anyway, Flores didn't make the playoffs, so he doesn't get a consideration to me. And either would Tomlin if he didn't make the playoffs. But Tomlin is in the playoffs. So, in my opinion, um, you know, it is what it is. But um, all the uh, Fridays bring out all the uh, all the uh, trolls or whatever you guys call them. Um, anyway, buyers or sellers, man. I don't know what you are. If you're a buyer or a seller. Um, you know, 99% of us are buyers, just so we're clear. Some of you motherfuckers buy weed. Some of you buy beer. Some of you buy fucking crack. Some of you buy pussy. <laughs> Shit, prostitutes are the motherfucking, they're winning. They're selling. Well, the pimps winning, but you better be an individual fucking entrepreneur. You selling pussy, you better you better have your own fucking business. Fuck using a pimp, dog. You got the pussy. Pussy's undefeated. Last time I checked, pussy's undefeated, and so is new pussy. But buyers and sellers, I don't know. Um, there's 1% of us that are success stories, and we are the sellers of the world. Pat McAfee just became a seller. We all buy and, or ask for a dollar. We all ask somebody for a dollar. We all ask somebody to help us pay rent. We all ask somebody to fucking help us uh, pay mortgage, pay a car note, uh, buy a Snickers bar, buy a soda, buy some beer. We all ask motherfuckers for something. We're all buyers. And a lot of motherfuckers just be like, shit, I bought a house. I'm a buyer. I bought a house too. I don't want to be a buyer. I want to sell houses. <laughs> You motherfuckers get it twisted. I want to be a fucking seller, not a buyer. We're all buyers, 99% of us. Bezos is a seller. The Walton brothers at Walmart are sellers. We're all buyers in this fucking world. And I'm just going to tell you, man, um, we need to figure out how to be a seller. And it's starting to trickle down to all the fucking shit that we're seeing to, to the today right now. From the transfer portal to coaches and parents, how fucking soft we are. You know why? Because coaches and parents, we've become buyers. The kids are selling us dreams and pipe dreams and selling you on why they shouldn't transfer or should. And you're buying them. You're buying the shit. The parents are buying the bullshit that your kids are telling you every day when they come home from school and they didn't do their fucking homework. You're buying the shit and saying, oh, okay, you, you, oh, I get it. And then you defend them to the teacher and say, well, my son lost it and it's legit. He lost his homework. You motherfuckers are fucking making excuses for excuses. See, my daddy was a seller. He would have beat my motherfucking ass if I didn't have no, if I had an excuse for missing my school or homework or class or whatever. We're all buying bullshit now. And the kids have become sellers without ever even purchasing a fucking soda pop themselves. 
They borrow money from you, the buyer, <laughs> to go buy some more shit. But yet they sell you bullshit and you buy it. That is why this whole world is flipped upside down. Because the sellers are now buyers. The coaches, the administrators, the principals, the parents are all buyers. When in my generation, we used to be the sellers. We used to be the sellers and we used to sell you on how to fucking be disciplined and how to respect elders and how to go out and play and not fucking be on social media and get fat as fuck and play video games. We used to sell you on all that shit. Now we're buying all your bullshit and we're just fucking enabling you. Buyers are now enabling everybody and we got too many buyers, man. Um, It's crazy. Dog, I swear to God, I'm getting older in age. I'm 45. I seriously have just started to plant my own garden. I'm going to plant my own garden because I'm going to start selling instead of buying. And what I mean by that is I'm going to start eliminating as many expenses as I possibly can and become a seller instead of a buyer. I'd rather grow my own fucking shit out here. Carrots. Tomatoes, onion. I'm gonna grow every fucking thing. You should see the shit I bought to 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 to. So again, I bought right. I'm a buyer. I I bought a bunch of shit to, and started growing a fucking garden. I got a shit going up on my hill. I'm gonna have fucking potatoes, tomatoes, corn, you name it. Some fruit. I'm growing some fruit. Fuck buying it from the store. Overpriced inflation is going to continue with COVID. I'm going to start fucking growing my own shit. And you know what, dog? I can sell fruit and vegetables to my motherfucking neighbors. I'm going to start eliminating fucking expenses and become a seller in some aspects of my life and start saving some cheese. We don't think that way no more. And the coaches and administrators and parents will never break that down to your kid. It's called financial literacy, by the way. I'm a very illiterate financier. I'm horrible with it. I spend money like water. The bottom line is I'm not going to let a kid or another, if I ever coach again, I'm going to teach financial literacy to these kids in in a class during the week because, dog, we do some stupid ass shit. What do kids do when they get their financial aid check, Alan? Go buy Jordans, video games, new cell phone. When you should be stacking the cheese away, stacking more cheese, get your financial aid check, get your scholarship dollars, put them together. Hopefully, if you got an NIL, you can start stacking that bread. But we're buying Jordans. But nobody's teaching these cats anything because they're so scared to um, jewelry, Alan. Yeah, exactly. Jewelry. That's a huge one now. They all want to be rappers and shit. They all think they're cool and want to be fucking, uh, they want to rock the ice. I don't know, man. Um, I'm tired of being a buyer, though. Um, You know, these... D1 coaches are car salesmen at the end of the day. They're selling you a fucking pipe dream. At that point, they're salesmen. They're sellers. They're selling you on their institution. (sighs) 
when you get the kids at your campus, though, you flip and become a buyer. And the kid becomes a seller because you're so scared to ha- let him transfer that you suck his dick. And now you are now the buyer and he holds you by the nuts. See, I refuse to do it. I let you go bye bye, motherfucker. I don't want your bitch ass if you don't want to be in my program. So my th- my whole thing is. Oh, yeah, buyers are always the loudest, though. That's because 99% of us are buyers. There's only 1% seller in the country, in the world. There's only 1% of us are sellers. So I'm just breaking, I'm just telling you, like, <laughs> I was raised by the biggest dope deal in the United States history. That motherfucker was a seller before anybody. So, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. And you know what happens, dog? When you're a good seller, People come back to you for more. When you're a shysty motherfucker and a shady cat, guess what happens? Cats enter the portal. Cats don't come back. You you might have got them. You might have fucked them over on one good sale and got over on them, but you really lost in the long run, dog, because nobody's coming back to you because word gets out that you're shysty and shady. And, <sighs> hey, dog, Bitcoin's faltering, just so you know. That's why I never really got into the fucking crypto shit. I'm sure it might be the next thing, but I ain't fucking with it. I don't know enough about it, A, and and B. Um, I don't know if you've seen it drop a little bit, but whew. is college easier now than when I went through? What? Please. It ain't even close, dog. We had triple days at practice. What are you talking about? We had three a days, dog. They don't even allow two-a-days anymore. What you mean is it wasn't harder? Some of you guys just ask the, some, the dumbest fucking questions for no reason. Just to hear yourself ask questions, I think. Um, but anyway, man, buyers and sellers, we're buying these kids bullshit excuses. Coaches are buying kids soft bullshit. Coaches are buying um, buyers instead of sellers uh, right now. That's period. I believe that's what the coaches are. Um, you wouldn't see so many transfers if they weren't. Um, it's the reason the portal is thriving, in my opinion. Uh, the, the portal is thriving because coaches um, won't stop buying and start selling again. We need to start being sellers again as coaches and as parents instead of buyers. We buy all this bullshit, man. Um, we are buyers. The kids are sellers, and that is why we are so fucked up as a society, period. That's just my opinion. Um. The brew kid from SC's entered the portal three times. I wouldn't. So let me ask you something. Just to, I'll ask the room. There's a 95 of you in, in here on this chat. <laughs> let me just ask you something. And you don't even have to have ever coached a day in your life. All right. If you were USC and you were the head coach and you signed this kid and he signed with you. And in year one, he transfers to the University of Texas. Would you take him back a second time? I just want to know the public's opinion. I would never took him back. If he left me once, I'm not taking him back. He was taken back by USC for a second time by Clay Helton and his staff. They took him back. And you know what? He just fucked that school again 
and he's transferring again. See, the NCAA non-caring assholes of America give a fuck less about these kids and their futures, right? So you've entered the portal three times. I, I would hope that that starts to devalue you with an NFL franchise. How fucking shitty and soft you are if you've entered the portal this many times. I would think you're starting to lose some value from an NFL franchise and organization. That's what I think. So, I would never have taken that motherfucker back. But see, that's the problem. We're taking these motherfuckers back a second time. And then all these coaches in the portal recruiting these cats. Somebody's going to take this dude again. Somebody's going to take this dude to another school. That is the saddest thing. And the NCAA non-caring assholes of America, why aren't they stepping in and saying, you know what, you can't enter the portal twice? Like, wouldn't, that, wouldn't you think that should be a rule? How about we can't enter the portal more than twice or once? We can't enter it more than once. You have a one-time transfer rule. That is what the rule, I believe, was intended for. And they have abused it to such a fucking. It's a fucking major abusive fucking way that we're using it. And we don't we're not holding them to the fire. Now they are becoming sellers because they control the narrative. You know, they, they all say they, they once said, man, um, they all said that. You can't be the person that cares less controls the relationship. That's what they say. And I don't know if that's true, but it's kind of working out for the kids right now because they don't give a fuck. They care less. And they're the ones controlling the entire portal because the rule has allowed them to transfer as many fucking times as they want. That is the problem. I, I don't know. I would never took the kid back to SC. Um, somebody said, with all due respect, but didn't you do that with Malik? No. <laughs> it wasn't even close. So I took Malik back um, right before the season because he had originally got a scholarship from the previous year. I had already told him and his dad we weren't going to take him back. Um, and I brought him back to finish his degree and go to school. What happened was I told him if he wanted to practice. Alan's in the room right here. Alan can actually tell you exactly how it went down. I told him if he wanted to practice, um, and I told the whole team, that he has to show some good faith with his teammates, go to practice, become a good practice squad quarterback, which he did. He, he, he met those requirements that were asked of him. But I brought him back to let him get his AA degree that he did not get to finish so he could get a possible scholarship, which he did. He ended up getting on at Nevada and ended up starting at Nevada before he got released there too. So what happened was Jay Jones, first of all, Allen, who's in the show right now in the, in the chat, I got him a scholarship to UTSA. So Allen would have probably been the quarterback. He got a UTSA scholarship, so I was not going to allow him to stick around at a JUCO if he could go D1 and have three years to play. So Allen left. So one quarterback's gone. Um, 
Quarterback two was Jay Jones, who was a Georgia Tech transfer. I was going to run triple option pretty much solely in some RPO game stuff. And Jay blows his hamstring play one of the season. He went 80 yards on Dodge City and blew his hamstring out and basically was never healthy the rest of the year. I brought in his backup, which was now quarterback number three, a white kid, a left-handed kid. um, And he threw for like 300 yards. We blew out Dodge City game one. Game two versus Hutch, he basically throws like four picks. We're down big at half. We come back. I put in quarterback number four, uh, kid named Wright out of Florida. I liked a lot. Antoine Wright um, came in and, and brought us back versus Hutch. Almost beat him. He gets hurt in practice, blows out his shoulder. He's done for the season. And I literally have no quarterbacks besides Malik Henry sitting there servicing our practice squad. He had a year. Uh, I told him he didn't have to use it. I told him I would still honor my What I told him I would do was get him his degree so he could go Division One, which I did. And he wanted to play. And I brought it to the team and I said, if you guys allow him to play, if you want him to play, then I'll let it up to you. But I'm just telling you, he don't have to play. But this is who we have at quarterback. And the captains voted on letting him play. So I allowed him back. And then I cut him again because I just thought he was just not the right fit. He wasn't a quarterback that I was bringing back for that team. And uh, that's what happened. So anyway, there's a lot more to it, obviously. But that's basically in a nutshell. Um That's kind of what happened with uh, that situation. If you all motherfuckers must know. Um, Yeah, we struggled that year with injuries, man. We had a lot of talent. We just, we had no, we had a struggling quarterback room. We struggled at the quarterback spot. And that's why you saw the games we lost were by one point, two points, three points, four points. That's what we did. So, uh, well, um, Jermaine Johnson is Probably going to be a first-round draft pick. Coy Dang will probably be drafted. Calvin Jackson. I mean, yeah, we got a few guys. Delrick Abrams went to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I would say we had some guys on that team that did some things. (laughs) Goddamn, some of you motherfuckers just say shit to say shit. Lucky I'm a real one. See, Pat McAfee don't even engage you guys. I know, obviously, he has 50,000 people on there, but... uh, I like engaging my audience because I like some of you dumb motherfuckers. Um, Cam Rogers in the house. What up, Cam? Um, who would you say is the best overall coach I know? Ugh. Um, the best coach I know, period, um, is, is, to be honest, in all aspects is just is Pete Carroll I'm a Pete Carroll guy so um I think Pete Carroll's the best I've been around or seen so that's just personal um opinion um 
but he's taught me a lot of things that I've kind of taken either through osmosis by being around him or actually being in rooms with him one-on-one and just taking in some things that he's done but he's 70 plus years old he's been doing this a long long time and experience is crucial in this game Uh, no why would I not be cool with Pat a lot of cats don't see me for a few you know I put my dog down right you know I've got some dog issues I don't know if you guys have heard but I've had some fucking dog issues fights and a lot of things going on so (laughs) Me and Pat talk all the time. We're fine. I don't understand why, just because I'm not on the show. I've fulfilled my obligation. Pat paid me very well to be on the show, and that show uh, obligation has ended. (laughs) God damn. Why you don't have to be cool? You guys act like I was an original Pat McAfee host or something. Uh, Motherfucker, I wasn't a host on there. Pat asked me to come on. I came on. Um, no, NFL games are not fucking rigged. It's an impossibility. Stop spreading dumb rumors. <laughs> God damn. The quote of the day, Mark, is 99 is not enough. That is the quote of the day. You got to figure out what it means. I'll tell you what it means because I already kind of told them, but it means they should, none of you motherfuckers are really, you never, none of you really keep it 100. And all of you think 99 is enough when it is not enough. And 99% of us keep it 99. And 99 ain't enough. That's my own quote. I just thought of it today and said it. We fucking tell everyone false whisper, false sweet nothings in everyone's ears because we're scared to tell them the truth. And then when motherfuckers ask us, oh, I'm grown. I keep it 100. No, you don't. You don't keep it 100, motherfucker. You keep it 99. You say just enough to not hurt a feeling, and you say just enough to make you go to sleep at night and not have to worry about it. That's the problem with half you motherfuckers. But it is what it is. Um, I'm going to get into uh, my picks, man. It's going to be a three-day weekend. It's going to be interesting with a Monday night football game in the playoffs, which I think I actually like that. Um, the issue is, I don't know if you guys heard, but the NFL kind of fucked up. I don't believe they really took it into consideration that the Rams winner that plays Monday is supposed to play Saturday in the NFL fucked up and I think the Rams and the Cardinals both called and was like dog you motherfuckers we're gonna play Saturday this ain't this is the playoffs it's not like the season where we play on a Thursday night game and have to play again like this is this is a fucked up deal so I believe they're changing it and they'll end up playing Sunday who the winner of the Ram game on Monday but um so I don't know um Man, I'm taking the Bengals, man. I, to be honest, I I told you the other day, I'm not gonna I'm not shocked if the Bengals win go to the Super Bowl. I will not be shocked if the if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. This is why. They have a quarterback who don't really care or doesn't you know, he's really, really nonchalant. Look at his body. He looks like shit. He he looks worse than Mac Jones, if you've seen his body smoking a cigar. I think he thinks this is the backyard and they're playing the turkey bowl with him and his homies from LSU. And that's a hell of a fucking group to be around. 
his wideouts to me are the best in the AFC by far. Mixon is a undervalued running back who's a home run hitter who I think is going to be an X factor in this thing. And I think the Bengals are my dark horse pick to go to the Super Bowl and play Green Bay. I got Green Bay Bengals in the Super Bowl. So that's me. Anyway, so I got the Bengals beating the Raiders. Um, now, let me give you a twist. If the Raiders beat the Bengals, I think Pistachio should be named a head coach right then. That's my. That's what I think. I think the Raiders organization should name him the head coach if he beats the Bengals right there in the fucking locker room. And the owner should come in there, Al Davis, and say, you want the job in front of the team. And if he accepts it, the team will go fucking batshit crazy. And I bet you that can propel a team like the Raiders to possibly go and play the winner of the fucking Steelers Chiefs or the Patriots Bills game. See, that's motivation people don't talk about. That's what I would do if I was the owner. If the Raiders won the game, I would go in there and offer him the head fucking coaching job and watch the players go ape shit because the players love that dude. You can just see it. See, X's and O's are overrated. Coaching is overrated. Relationships are not. They're underrated. He has relationships with those dudes. Those dudes play hard for him. The Raiders are missing some fucking very key ingredients as a overall team to be a championship caliber team, in my opinion. But he is getting the fucking best out of that group. <laughs> and I'm just telling you, if he beats the motherfucking Bengals, dog, I would name him the head fucking coach and let that motherfucking locker room turn up. And see how that shit goes. I got the Bengals winning though. But I'm rooting for the Raiders. Even though I'm not a Raider fan. Um, Ash. Um, I'm, I can't. I can't root against Bill Belichick man. I really can't do it. So I'm taking Belichick and the Patriots. I think. You won one game. Nope. In a fucked up weather game. It's supposed to be cold again, minus one degree or some shit. I, I'm going to take the expert coach on this one, and I'm going to take the Patriots to win in another uh, low-scoring affair. No. Um, Eagles-Bucks, you know what? The Eagles will play them tough, I think, for a while because they're a gritty, nutty-gutty team. Um Max Crosby for the Raiders, good friend of mine, man. He's a hell of a player. He's fucking captain of the team. He's 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 a pro bowler, in my opinion. I think he did make the pro bowl this year. Um, kudos to Max. Um, but you know what? Uh, that's TJ, one of my former players, is in the chat on YouTube. He, uh, I don't know, TJ. I know you know. You know you keep up with this shit way more than I do. Um, they did lose their three technique, though, and I think that's crucial. The Raiders lost their three technique last week, and I think that's going to fuck them. Um, but I'm going to take the Bucks to cover the eight and a half. I think the Bucks win by ten or more. Um, I think it'll be close for three quarters, and the Bucks will will, will do enough to pull away. Um, but if Tom Brady throws up a few picks, that Eagle game can be close because they'll shorten the game by running the football. 
um, with the great old line they have, and Jalen Hurts making plays with his feet. I don't think Jalen's good enough to make plays with his arm yet in a big in a big time game like that. Niners Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to wax the Niners. I don't know why. Um, so many people are on the Niners. I get it. Blue collar, run the football. Da da da. Um. No, Ash. No, I haven't got the, the, the DNA test back yet for Ash. I'm waiting on that one. Um, I got the Cowboys winning uh, big. Um, Steelers, man, Mike Tomlin, I think, like I said, runner-up coach of the year, in my opinion. Um, I just don't think they have enough, dude. Juju's not enough to make an impact. Um, it'll be a feel-good for a quarter, and I think the Chiefs run away with it at home. Uh, minus 12 and a half. Um, I think the Chiefs end up blowing that one open. And I'm a homer. I, I grew up a Rams fan. I hate the Cardinals. I hate Cliff Kingsbury. We don't get along. I didn't let him in my fucking office for a reason. Uh, he's a shady fuck. Just a weirdo motherfucker. If you guys don't fucking get creep vibes from that motherfucker, you guys are fucking weird. Lucy, if you don't get a creep vibe, you're fucked up. Um, I got the Rams winning. Um, uh, McVeigh owns Kingsbury. Um, Hopefully Stafford. I want to see Stafford get the monkey off his back, get him a playoff win. Um, and uh, I got the Rams winning and uh, go from there. I think the Ram Cardinal game, that too goes and plays Green Bay, isn't it? I'm not sure. Um, so we'll see. Cards are very talented. The Rams are very talented. Dallas is very talented. Those three rosters with Bucks, the Bucks, those four rosters are much more talented than Green Bay's roster, but none of them have the X factor Aaron Rodgers, and that is what the deal is. Kingsbury lied and fucked fucked me over on some kids um, at Texas Tech, and. Uh, did some shady shit to one of my players and did some other things that I don't need to discuss, but me saying he's a bitch is enough. <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to be very hard to beat Green Bay in Green Bay in, Green Bay in minus two degree weather uh, for three weeks. I just don't think it's going to happen. Aaron's playing too good. I think Aaron's on a mission to say fuck everybody. Um, from COVID on down to cancel culture to everyone else. If you watch them on the Pat show, um, that's my opinion. So we'll see. How about the Milwaukee Bucks beating, uh, Golden State by like fucking, they were up by like 39 points last night. Um, that doesn't mean shit to me. No Draymond Green. Clay Thompson just coming back. I think uh, Golden State. I don't think Golden State's going to win it all, by the way. A lot of people do. It's a trip, too. If you guys didn't watch, this is why Stephen A and all these ESPN guys are such a fucking joke. But you should be able to pull up. There's a clip. I, 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 need, to, I need to look it up right now. Because I, I, I was just like, I wanted to fucking... He was on um, on November 1st, dog. He was on the show on ESPN saying that the Titans are over and done with um, when uh, when Henry got hurt. I don't know if you guys know that. 
and and now he's been missing in action. Here we go. Now this, your reaction. This is horrible news for the Tennessee Titans, and, and, and we talked about it. Have the most debate show, and obviously we take different points of views, yeah. but when, when the obvious no. happens, you have to agree. There's nothing to debate here. Right. Uh, we'll discuss it a little bit later on the show, but Tennessee Titans season's over. Oh. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> uh, this is their running game. Who the hell are you going to have running the ball now? Jeremy McNichols or whatever the yeah. hell his name is, the backup. And the defense, I mean, you dumb work. fuck. I think it's Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, it's Jeremy McNichols. I mean, please, come on. Now. That is the joke of people that get on TV. These motherfuckers know nothing they know nothing. He just came out emphatically. You're blasphemy, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up with all your dumbass words. You're the worst fucking dude on ESPN. It's unbelievable. The season's over. They're the fucking one seed, you fucking horrible hairline having motherfucker. You dumb fuck. Anyway, um... He don't know. He was a fucking backup point guard at a D2, bro. Or at a at an at a HBCU. So, it is what it is. Hey, I appreciate everybody, man. YouTube, you guys can stay on. You can ask some questions. Do whatever. We can chop it up. I'm going to end the audio on this fine Friday. I'll see you guys on Monday. Um, everybody on iTunes, Apple, um, Spotify. I'll see you Monday back here on YouTube, 2 p.m. Pacific. Join me and... Uh, Become a member, hit the like button, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Make sure you go follow my new Instagram that they fucking, after they deleted my verified account, go follow my new Instagram, Real Coach JB. That's it, Real Coach JB. I appreciate all the followers that have followed the new account for two days. I'm already over 20 something hundred followers in two days. I appreciate you. I got to get back up to 50,000 real quick, get back verified. Um, so I can get my fucking money back that they're fucking me on. And then I'm going to sue fucking Facebook for deleting me, by the way. But anyway, I appreciate everybody, and uh, I'll see you guys Monday. Peace! Yeah, yeah. Transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we've been defying. Right.